Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. Happy Hump Day, March 8th, 2023. Let's get into it. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Okay, that's right, the old Hump Day Rewind. It's, okay, as you guys know, I'm recording this from Indonesia, where I'm 16 hours ahead of California time, which means right now it's approaching midnight, heading into Thursday, but you're actually going to be here Wednesday morning. That's right, I am all over the place. So I'm trying to just anticipate the stories that you'll want to hear, but it has been very challenging as I am just ahead of the game. I've got two clips for you guys today. I'm going to share those in a second. A Rachel Lindsay video and a Nick Vial video. And Chris Harrison and Zach Shell Cross make appearances. So lots to get into. My favorite people in Bachelor Nation making waves. And we made waves tonight. That's right. I had my first international stand-up show. You know, I couldn't believe this. I'd never performed in Canada or Mexico. So this is my first international stand-up show. And boy, did we go places for it. That's right. My first show in Bali. I was able to share the stage with a very funny comedian from Russia, a comedian from Italy, another comedian from Bali, I believe Bali, or no, Malaysia maybe, and then our final comedian was from Latvia, and I had a fun time headlining this, I I guess, pretty sold out show at this fun room right in the center of Bali at a very fun spot, and if you want to listen to that full set, it was probably 20, 25 minutes long, you can go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal, I'll bring the audio to you over there. I can't promise it's the best quality, but it was a ton of fun. We had Swedish people in the audience and South Africans and uh, Torontonians, a real international crowd. So thank you guys all so much who came out, all the fun people I got to meet. It was cool. I didn't know on my honeymoon I'd be doing a little stand-up comedy, but we had a blast. And so much other stuff going on. Can you believe this? On the way to my stand-up show last night, or I'm sorry, today, um, as I'm recording this, on my way to my show, I had this brand new, sort of, I, I, I want to call it a Hawaiian shirt, but it's in Bali, so a Balinese shirt, and I had bought this, I was all excited, we were literally heading to the show, and a leaf fell down on me, I got spooked and thought it might have been a spider. You know, it kind of just fell down from the sky from a tree. And a whole bunch of, I believe, Australians, maybe they were British, I wasn't really paying attention to them, were like, oh my gosh, no, what is that? Is it a spider? It turns out it was just a leaf, but it fell into my left chest pocket. And as I tried to bat it away, I accidentally got my thumb in the pocket and ripped open my left chest pocket. So I was on my way to the stand-up show and my pocket rips open. There's a hole in my chest. Luckily, my, uh, my, my wife, with all of her amazing sewing technique, was able to get one of those mobile, you know, hotel sewing kits they give you and patch me together on a moment's notice. So credit where it's due for keeping me from like, you know, looking shirtless and having, you know, sleeves ripped off. But what a weird moment that was for me. I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this international stand-up thing. <laughs> maybe I am just a fish out of water. But we've really enjoyed, uh, we've really enjoyed our trip 
everyone we're meeting, all the sights we're seeing, the beautiful temples, the monkeys, the all the things that make Bali such a unique and amazing part of the world. It's been so great. And I think I would say the most impressive thing on our journey here has actually been the nice people. The people have just been so incredibly supportive and kind to us. So I recommend Bali to anybody who wants to travel. I mean, it is a packed island. There is terrible traffic. People are everywhere. But even though I'm on the other side of the world, I've got some Bachelor news updates for you. The first being a Instagram story from Katie Thurston, which I have not shared on any YouTube video, so you're getting unique content right here. She didn't ask me something anonymously, and that's a way for people to ask her questions without her seeing the answers. And one of the questions that were asked is someone said, did you get coffee with Ashley? Now that Ashley is a rumored comedian that she had been you know, talking to about a potential love interest. And she said, end of this month, hopefully. And um, she had a couple uh, notable questions that were asked of her that I think I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, one of which was, uh, would you seriously date a girl? Katie Thurston responds, yes, but she'd have to be patient with me as I'm inexperienced. So very fascinating stuff there in the Bachelor universe. And because our clips today are actually pretty long, let's just jump right into it. I'm going to share with you two clips from the YouTube channel. You can go check these full videos out on YouTube, but we got them for you right here. The first is Nick Vial's disappointment in Zach Shall Cross. Have a listen. So here's what Nick had to say. As repeated earlier, Nick said every time Zach hears any of the women express an insecurity, instead of showing an ounce of empathy, his face just drowns with disappointment. And he also said, let's go back one here. He also said, Zach is now fully in I'm the bachelor and it's your job to prove to me your worthy mode and uh, you know Nick's not exactly wrong here blind uh, what's it called a blind uh, chipmunk still catches a couple nuts I don't know is that a term all right anyway let's just have a listen to what he has to say all right it's time for the bachelor uh, <laughs> 50 I don't know how many minutes into this episode <laughs> Kathy 20 uh, as a bachelor expert and, and mm. friend of show uh, bring us up to speed and where you're at thoughts of Zach uh, the women are you enjoying the season so Nick asks a great question let's see if Kathy has any breath to answer I want to get like Zach's over I'm I wanted to like Zach. I'm, Zach I'm so <laughs> done with Zach uh, the man has not an empathetic bone in his body yeah and every time uh, one of the women say something that where they offer some vulnerability or just being like hey i have addd zach gets like uh by the way and again i'm not criticizing here but nick just referred to it as addd which is a real aggressive form of add if you've got addd you've got add plus d that's a lot of d you know in your add his body yeah and every time one of the women say something that where they offer some vulnerability or just being like hey i have addd zach gets like a, a head migraine and you can see go back and watch when fucking gabby tells him she has adhd yeah he has like a like like he bit into a lemon for a split second like this the stenographer is like was the question for kathy <laughs> if you screenshot it it's insane like you can tell he's just like fuck you're not yeah. perfect it's just insane. I'm actually... I'm sorry. I asked you a question. I'm a mentalist. And so I wrote all of that down. Um, every word that you said verbatim, if you do you want to read. Um, so, yeah, I... 
this makes me this entire season makes me not want to watch The Bachelor anymore, which is really <gasps> a bummer because I've been watching for years. You I know, still like, like that's really no, you're, it, you're off of it. It honestly, okay. it's so boring. Like it makes me want a Shanae or someone. Like Do you guys agree? Do you find the season boring? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of on Nick's side where I think the season's pretty good, uh, but I do think if Shanae was The Bachelorette, that would bring some ratings home. Like to come back just to spice it up a little bit. And I think like I care about the girls more than I care about him in any capacity. Um, And it's just tough. Like I don't, this isn't a knock on him necessarily. It might sound like that, but I don't want to watch another generic white guy who hasn't struggled with things. Find love. Someone who's 26 years old, who lives in Austin, who could walk out on the street and find a wife to, to, I don't need to... Wa- but isn't... And again, I'm not here defending Zach because I don't think he's doing a necessarily strong job as a bachelor. He's not problematic in, in the sense that he's, I don't know, a piece of crap human. Of course, he seems to be a decent enough guy. But as far as the edit's concerned, it's also not painting him in a light picture with the woman he's sort of disposing, if you don't mind the term. Now... I the show Bachelor used to be that it was the cream of the crop, the catch. It was like a son of a you know vineyard owner. Who doesn't want to marry that? It was always like a Don Jr. I don't, you know, like it was always like somebody who who was of you know some sort of nepotism and they had some sort of regalness to them in one way or another. And then it's slowly become somebody who was heartbroken from the previous season. So the show itself has morphed from a cream of the crop to sort of bottom of the barrel. Who's single? at this age why are they single not that there's anything wrong with being single at 26 but you know everyone who goes on the show for one reason or another if they are single probably has work to do on themselves it's probably not someone who's just batting a thousand and they haven't found love like no maybe they're obsessed with their work and they haven't given time to romance maybe they're um it uh maybe they have unresolved issues so they can't keep a partner you know everyone's got issues that we see play out we all do watch a season of that and and we've talked about this in the past like there are so many people from this franchise that i think have such emotional intelligence that like i want to watch because i feel like they're so good at dating and i i pick up on their model behavior and whatever else but i want to see them find love i want to see the michelle's and the gabby's and the you know like those type of people who we did it and not, and no offense to Michelle or Gabby you know sometimes we look at people that are nice and Michelle's nice Gabby's nice and we think oh they must have it all together for all we know they might be nightmares of partners do you know what I mean they might be nightmares to deal with and, and, and again I hate to say uh, because now it's I need to I need to think of a male uh, you know a bachelor version of that you know uh, because uh, you know who, who's a reason Clayton maybe Clayton's so hard to deal with and super needy or whatever so I'm not just trying to like pick on the women here but maybe maybe they, they they've got a lot of work they need to do just because michelle's a teacher and gabby's a nurse doesn't mean they figured their love life out so when she says she wants to see these sort of success stories it's like okay i un- I, I understand the point but we saw michelle we saw gabby both of their relationships lasted less time than usually i you know wash my underwear in who've struggled to find love find love i think they're Casting 25 to 26 year old bachelors is. I'm not a fan, but they are. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I will say I'm enjoying the season. Are I, you? Yeah. Okay. I, I am enjoying the relationships. It's different. Like, I do miss the drama and the craziness, but like, 
I am enjoying the drama. Like, as a relationship podcast, like, we get, I think we're getting in more of the nitty gritty of, like, again, last week, a spirited debate between Kat and Brooklyn. But, like, I, I am. And, like, as much as, like, I'm disappointed because I really wanted to like Zach, it's still fun to, like, critique. I mean, it's, it's fun yeah. to talk about. I, I, I think this, this season has been, it's been fun to recap. I guess that's the, the, point of view I come from that it's it's been fun to Yeah, I think it's been a relatively good season. I don't think there's been any wild villains or those crazy moments that send us over the charts. It's almost like vanilla ice cream. I like vanilla ice cream. It's amazing. It's not um it's not rocky road. There's nothing crazy in vanilla ice cream, but vanilla is a very um you know, a lot you know, whenever whenever anyone calls a bachelor vanilla, I'm always like, "No, no, no. Vanilla and plain are two different things. We need to normalize res- you know, respecting vanilla. Vanilla is not plain." Plain is is vanilla less, if anything. And by the way, speaking of things that aren't vanilla, I'm just throwing fastballs while in Indonesia. But I have to tell you something: the um, the, the uh, adapter for my outlet that connects my laptop into the wall here doesn't have a ground wire. I'm no electrician, if you didn't know this. But whenever I touch my microphone, can you hear that? Whenever I touch my microphone or my laptop. I receive a mild shock. An electrical current is coursing through my body. I haven't decided yet if that's a good thing or a bad thing. This might be my, you know, guy gets bit by a spider and becomes Spider-Man moment. Maybe I'm, maybe this is the electricity I need. Or, you know, I, it's going to lead to other issues. But I want you, I just want to put it on the record right now that I am, that I am electric. Okay. Boogie woogie. I think, yeah, I do appreciate how much they've been investing. And sorry that just, this is, you know, sorry for the tangent just my ADDD talking here and love stories because like I am genuinely invested in both Katie and Gabby as individuals and like yeah. also like really root for Ariel but like yeah. in terms of people who I'm like oh my god I see both of you as like extreme front runners it's insane to imagine him breaking up with either of you like, by the way it's funny that they don't acknowledge the spoilers that exist which I'm not going to acknowledge right now but they clearly know who wins I don't know if they ever reference reality Steve because obviously Nick and reality Steve are like in like a mortal enemies which is kind of fun in the bachelor world to be like here's a former contestant with a podcast that's of mortal enemies with some random guy in Texas who you know it's just it's just a you know maybe someday they'll uh, find out they're more alike than different and they'll be best friends what do I know like, I do appreciate the way that it's been more of like a slow burn of like, let's really like build these relationships. So that way the drama is coming from like the premise of the show that like you can't marry more than one person as yeah. opposed to like some of those more like short lived, like three episode arcs of like someone being really inconsiderate and loud. <laughs> what a great point by the producer here. I always say that they, they, they have some solid points. She says because there aren't multiple bachelors, multiple bachelorettes, there's more time for the love stories to develop, which will lead in the end to greater heartbreak and a better amount of empathy that the audience, you know, gets to see these love stories and build them. And who knows, maybe this will help out the next bachelorette because whoever the next bachelorette is, which of course we have the spoiler, if you want to know, it'll, the audience will be rooting for them in a way that, um, you know, might be greater and maybe, maybe that'll help the ratings. And I think too, like building off of that, it, it, is scratching an itch or quenching a thirst that a lot of people had coming off of Gabby and Rachel's season Mm -hmm. because everyone's complaint and a lot of what I saw online and a lot of what we talked about on the show is with two bachelorettes, everything was really rushed. We didn't see the connections. Like we didn't know who any of these guys were. And then they were like, just basically given the final rows because they were the last one standing. And this I think is bringing us back to 
Will it be Katie? Yeah. Will it be Gabby? Totally. Ariel's a dark horse. Like, it's just I haven't enjoyed any of their bachelor choices in several mm, seasons. Totally. And yeah. I wish they have such a like pool of people that they could have chosen from. I almost wish that they just did another bachelorette season. You know, like yeah. very interesting. She says, skip bachelor and just do bachelorette. And Nick throws his hands up in disgust, saying he hasn't liked the bachelor either. I don't know. Clayton Eckerd gave us quite the drama. And don't forget, you can hit the like button, subscribe, follow, depending on which podcast app you have. Review, share with your friends, skip it, jump it, loop it, all the things to help us go grow. I appreciate you all out there so very much, and it's what helps keep this uh, podcast going on the daily is your commitment and love. Uh, thank you to all of the new positive reviews from the Your Mom and Dad podcast listeners. You've been super tremendous. And without further ado, let's get into the next story. It's a hilarious one. Rachel Lindsay, she doesn't hold back. Have a listen to what she has to say about Chris Harrison. And how about this? And this this video um, that Rachel has here, Rachel Lindsay, is actually a few weeks old. Sometimes these things just don't make it onto my desk until a few weeks late, but too good not to share. She says, nothing can bring me back to The Bachelor. And then her uh, host, uh, co-host, Van Lathan, says, how about $10 million? And she's like, well, I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah, for $10 million to come back to the show. And she says she thinks Chris Harrison leaked the story, the rumor that Chris was wanted back by producers. So Chris said, I live by the axiom, never say never, because in life and business, that comes back to bite you in the butt. Um, would I have that conversation uh, as far as returning to the show as a host? He said, yes, I also believe in relationships and in business, take the phone call and you listen and you have that convo, whether it's uncomfortable or not. Here's Rachel's response to hearing whether or not Chris Harrison is interested in coming back to The Bachelor, essentially calling him out, saying either he leaked or someone in his camp leaked this bogus story. Have a listen. The League of Batch. Have you guys seen the reports? And I saw the, yes, and I also saw the other report. I saw a shocking report. Get that to it. Soup Kitchen might be serving again very soon. And a soup kitchen is their term for Chris Harrison. <laughs> there is reportedly interest between a soup and soup and dog and batch in a reheating. Get to it. Get to it. (laughs) You are so into Bachelor Nation news. And I actually love to watch that. Now, I know I didn't I know I didn't invent the term Bachelor Nation news, but I have to think Rachel's watching our channel. Rachel, DM me. Throw come on, throw a shout out. You want to be a guest on Bachelor Rush Hour? Let's do it. Like you get all into it, get all excited about it. Well, look, we've made a decision. I care less. We've made a decision here on this podcast. And I believe Rachel when she says I could care less. I don't think she cares about the show anymore. I think she's got enough going on in her life. To not intersect with Batch or TMZ unless it's necessary. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. right. So they. So if you didn't catch this, and I hate to interrupt so much. I know it annoys some of you guys. But Van... And Rachel have something in common in that they're kind of both, I don't want to say ostracized, they're not ostracized whatsoever. Rachel doesn't want to associate with Bachelor because of the trauma. I mean, come on, they cast known racists on her show, you know what I mean? She had to deal with so much BS uh, from her season and on, and Van had to deal with a lot of stuff at TMZ. So they both only talk about TMZ 
And by the way, TMZ means uh, stands for the 30-mile zone, which is the zone around Los Angeles. The more you know. H, I don't feel like we can't even mention it. What other report did you see? I haven't seen a report that he's not going ABC back. immediately. You know how normally they're like, oh, we reached out to ABC and couldn't get a response? ABC immediately was like, that's absolutely not true. That's just a rumor. Yeah, how funny. So this Chris Harrison story from a few weeks ago, Chris Chris is wanted back by executives. Literally, a, like ABC gets on speed dial and they go, no, nah, it's bogus, not true. And he's like, whoa, geez, they didn't even wait a day. We're denying that that's not true. Did they say unequivocally that there's no way that they would ever have him back? Um, I don't think that that was the wording. But so you're telling me there is a chance, you know, the Dumb and Dumber movie. What She's like, I wouldn't date you in, 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 a, in a million years. And then he goes, what about all that one in a million talk? Uh, what One of the best comedies of all time. They came out and said that there was no truth to that. So you're um, telling me there's a chance. I believe. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not beat around the bush. The man has a podcast. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked if it came from them. What great, what great publicity for you. I mean, she's not wrong. Why wouldn't Chris leak a story that Bachelor wants him back? The ratings are down, you know, which is just such a dumb thing. The ratings have been down for so long and all of cable, all of TV ratings are down. But yeah, he's got a podcast to promote. Why wouldn't he leak it? And again, credit to him if he did. It's not like it's some salacious story. You think soup i don't put anything past anybody put leaked this rumor himself that he's coming back to Not the back i don't think he did it but i think somebody closely affiliated lauren zima did. could have been lauren zima so i got a genius say right I gotta, everybody's I gotta talking about it you address it on the podcast go ahead i'm rooting for soup to come back to bachelor why then the meltdown will be so fucking sufficient. True. If we get a little a super, super dog. You'll have people that are excited. You'll have people that are angry. I mean, it's re- it would really, I mean, it's not going to happen. At least for another couple of years. You mean from it the audience? Shake. Oh, my God. Everything would be shaken up. Every like Everything would be shaken up. People would be so mad. Soup will be at his smuggiest and he's at his best when he's smug, okay? <laughs> I don't like humble soup, and he never is. He's soup not. will be at his smuggiest. It will be... You got to give Chris Harrison credit. He he is pretty smug the way he's been talking about on his podcast. I'm not saying he's over-leveraged what he means to the show, but I think the show proved, ratings aside, because, sure, I mean, sure, people left because of, you know, Chris, but for the most part, the downward trend was already happening. I think the show proved it can exist just fine without him. I mean, Jesse Palmer is objectively as good, if not a better host than Chris. They're different, but leave it, leave a comment. You can disagree with that, but it's not like, it's not like it's the Chicago Bulls getting rid of Michael Jordan in his heyday. You know what I mean? Chris Harrison's, uh, he's not a main artery. At this point, you know, he's your left hand. If you're righty, one of the best things to ever happen to batch in terms of batch bullshit, because let's be honest, nobody gives a fuck about batch right now. True. Watch this. Donnie, who is the current bachelor? Oh, I do not know. See what I'm saying? Ashley, who's the bachelor right now? I I unfortunately know because I'm working on a bachelor party podcast. Move it forward. No, it's important to know that 
Batch is kind of not where it used to be. I'm sure the ratings are still great, but I don't hear the no, they're not fucking critical mass of Batch. But that's gonna make them do something really desperate, which reheat the soup, reheat the soup, and then after that happens, it's gonna be we're gonna come into the time of the Great Batch Civil War. And what does that look like? Who's on whose side? Okay, so this is the size in the Great Batch Civil War. And here's where it gets interesting, folks. On one side. We- here's, where, here's where it does get interesting. Rachel Kirkconnell, of course, is going to come into the fray. That's, you know, she's the epicenter of the earthquake that ended up with Chris Harrison getting fired, of course. She, um, you know, the antebellum-style photos that came out from her in college. Chris Harrison spoke on her behalf. Rachel Lindsay is about to defend Rachel Kirkconnell. Have a listen. We have the Soup and Tears. And that is led by Chris Harrison and his group of Batchites. And Rachel, I'm sorry to say, on the other side of the Bat Civil War would be the Lindsay Hollicks, who would be led by you. And it's a battle for the soul of Batch. No. You know what I'm saying? You know why this isn't true? Because that That's would mean that I'm still affiliated and care to be affiliated with what happens with them. See, like, I can completely draw a line in the sand of I don't want anything to do with that and I don't want to be a part of that at all. There has to be something at stake for me for there to be a civil war. There's nothing for me. There's I don't want to go back to anything. I don't want to be affiliated with it. Don't call me. Forget I was a part of it. I'm done. Wow. There's nothing. There is nothing that could bring me back. Not a reunion. Not an apology. <laughs> there is nothing. I Close the chapter. Done. Now what if now what if of course you know you get fired from your job you need the rep, you know whatever there's oh there, you know, we learn this in business we learn this in economics there's a price to everything okay so and here we go I think we all know that this is cap okay and let me tell you why if they offer you said something if they offer you, offer you ten a year right now to host the Bachelor you're doing it mill. Yeah. Well, I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> All right, so get off it then. So get off yeah, there's always a price for everything. She's not stupid. You'd have to be an idiot not to take $10 million. In fact, she'd probably do it. I mean, I don't know her finances, but I'm sure she would do it for half a million. I mean, there is a price where it's like, okay, I'll take the money. But of course, no, they're not going to offer that to her. That's Rachel. Cool. But that's never going to happen. Exactly. Do you, know right? that there's no amount of, do you know that there's no amount of money that I could be offered to host TMZ? A billion dollars. Like zero. That's, a different, zero. that's, totally, that's totally different. There's no amount of money I could be offered to host TMZ, to be honest with you. Damn, that's crazy. I, there's nothing. There's nothing. to What The Bachelor does with the host, barely there, show up once a day, host a rose ceremony, say this is the final rose and be out. Sure, I'll take 10 mil. Let's take yeah. Spotify on the road. Let's take higher learning on the road. Which country is The Bachelor filming in? What's crazy is TMZ was actually a fun show to work on. It was like fun. Have fun in the morning. Wake up in the morning, have fun. Let me tell you something. Um, uh, but let, but here's the thing about... By the way, and then we don't know all the details, but Van was fired from TMC um, after a fight, it appears. Uh, according to the website, uh, da, 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 they, uh, 
Van Lathan disagreed on the topic of Ellen DeGeneres sitting next to former President George W. Bush at a football game. This was in 2019. While the nature of the reported dispute between Van Lathan and Babcock was not immediately clear, the Daily Beast highlighted a tweet posted earlier this month that claimed to show four still shots from the live broadcast of the show in question. So, and I'm sure they've talked about it a lot since then, but... Um, I guess there was a lot that happened behind the scenes at TMZ. Um, They had a nasty confrontation about politics, and the pair appeared on the... um, Okay, well, there's more on that in a different story. You can Google it yourself. The Lindsay Hollicks. Okay. Um, The thing about the Lindsay Hollicks is that it wouldn't be your decision. The faction of people that would be against reheating the soup, they would appeal to you. You are their leader. Okay, they would say to you, because right now, let's be honest with it. Right now, you up. Really, the Great Batch Civil War has really kind of already happened, and you guys won. This is the second Batch Civil War. Do you guys agree? Uh, Van says Rachel Lindsay has won the Bachelor Civil War between Chris Harrison. I mean, Chris Harrison's f- found success in his own way, and so has she. I would call it a draw. Couldn't you say he did too? He got paid off. He got paid off. Ah, oh, nigga. That's not what he wanted to be. But that's, that's true. Not. That's You're- true. He didn't want the money. He want- Chris Harrison did not want the money. He wanted to keep his job. Right. I will agree with that. That's see what I'm not- saying? The, see, and this is why this goes back to the Kaepernick thing. It doesn't matter how people think somebody is winning or doing great. It's about what they want out of their life. That's- if he was back on The Bachelor, all of the Kirk Canales, <laughs> all of the Kirk Canales, all of the, the... No, I think she would be on our side. So Rachel Lindsay says that Rachel Kirk Connell would be on Rachel Lindsay's side of the argument, not on Chris Harrison's. And of course, we have no reason to not believe that Rachel uh, Kirk Connell owed nothing to Chris Harrison. He was just, uh, you know, speaking on her behalf or, Kirk- or, you know, or speaking for her when we don't know that she asked him to. Connell would be on our side? Yeah. Remember, Why? he spoke for her. She didn't ask for that. True. He should be on our side. So you like Kirk Connell. You know, I'm actually, you know, this is an amazing opportunity for me to promote an event that I have in New York with none other than friend of the podcast, Matt James. I'll be doing a 92Y live event where Matt James will be moderating a conversation with me about my new book for the first time ever. You will have the first black bachelorette and the first black bachelor on stage Live. Why don't we show that for the first time ever? The first black bachelorette and the first black bachelor on stage live. Our good friend Justin Takes the Batch actually shared the video of that. Here they are, Rachel Lindsay and Matt James. Let's have a watch on the intro. So I don't have any footage right here. Apparently, it has been sent to me, although I'm having a hard time accessing some websites from Indonesia. So I don't have any clips from this video yet. But Justin takes a badge said, what a freaking moment. I had the pleasure of meeting Rachel Lindsay tonight, and she did not disappoint. So yeah, she's got her new book, Real Love. And I would love to interview Rachel if she'd have me. I'd love to talk about her book, but I I need to get some more info about it. But um, I think it's just came out. I believe it's her first fictional book here. She says, thank you so much for coming. 
coming. And, um, you know, our good friend correspondent, our good East Coast New Yorker there, Justin Takes the Batch, uh, always uh, able to get boots on the ground for the activities happening in, happening in Bachelor Nation. So if the line was drawn in the sand, it looks like Rachel Kirkconnell is on Team Rachel Lindsay as Rachel Lindsay uh, it seems to be on good good terms with Matt James. Of course, Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell are seemingly doing very well. And that's a pretty confusing way to end this story. But either way, some and this is this is what happens with time. Uh, it takes a lot of time, but throughout time, we get to hear people's true feelings on the matter. And we have Rachel Lindsay casually talking about Chris Harrison in a way that, hey, with all due respect, she's she's entitled to her opinion on the matter. She's right. You know, she she didn't ask to get thrown into this situation. And we're completely out of time here. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more Bachelor Rush Hour.